Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 3rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I just was listening to Phil make a comparison between uh, crime rate in New York City and ice cream sales. He's just just pulling just two random things. He's still fighting this, uh, this driver-like thing. <laughs> Interesting. I was just watching the... Uh, FedEx Cup trophy being delivered in a FedEx Cup truck. Oh, White glove saw- service. This must be a replay of whatever was happening last week. I saw that I on Sunday. It was it was like within the first minute of me turning the telecast on after not turning. And it was the first time I turned the TV on in like a week because of the vacation I was on. And I turned it on to that. I just was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and there's like a drone shot of this this FedEx truck pulling into the front it's of like East Lake itty, on the it, circle. It's like an itty bitty FedEx truck. And then I love that they show that it's like a hybrid, you know. Yeah. Apparently that robot's on the range again. It's delivering the cup. It's motoring around. Ah, oh, so good stuff. Amusing stuff on our screens here as we hit record. It is a everybody. Go get after it this weekend. Enjoy life. I woke up this morning. I just, it was 62 degrees. I put on my zero restriction champ hoodie. Legit, no bullshit. That's actually what happened. This is not the ad read. Went for a walk this with my an wife. Ad read. And USA 30 kid. for 30% off. They're making this promo <laughs> deal better. The promo code's getting better. USA 30 <laughs> for 30% off. The champ hoodie. You picked up it's, an extra, extra 5%. Zero restriction.com. Yeah, I, the champ hoodie, I don't know if you're... We'll just do the ad read now. We'll do the ad read now. We're professionals. I mean, all I was going to say, it's 60 degrees out this morning. The weekend looks fantastic. There's football on tonight. There's football on Saturday. There's college. I am so happy. The devil himself couldn't ruin this day, ruin this weekend well, for me. Um, there's football There's football on. It's it's uh, 62 in D.C. I'm in northern Michigan still. It was 46 this morning when I watched Ooh. the sunrise, it was it was nippy. It's this great golf weather and uh, most of the country and, and it's raining hot and humid in Atlanta for the, <laughs> the finale. It's just a fitting end to the FedEx Cup season. The uh, the the playoffs, the the poorly named playoffs, uh, the finale of this regular season charade that they call the FedEx Cup. Is uh, is coming to end hot, humid, and wet, just like the uh, majority of the PGA Tour schedule. <laughs> just like the week to week. Hey, should we knock out this ad read now? Since we've already yeah. dabbled with it, I mean, they are the official sponsor, apparel provider of uh, for the Solheim Cup team, the outerwear provider, zerorestriction.com. USA thirty gets you thirty percent off. Uh, you know, October you get a little rain, you get a little cold. Maybe you're at forty six degrees already up there in Michigan. I don't know if that qualifies as vest, vest weather. Of course, oh, zero is. restriction. I was wearing a hoodie. 
today. I didn't have. I, I, I don't have a champ hoodie yet. But uh, you know, I'm not a, a fancy guy like you. Got to get home. It's waiting for you. It's waiting I'm, for you back in Chicago. I got to do this unboxing video. I think they've asked us to do it. I'll show you this champ hoodie and other the stuff they sent my <laughs> wife. I, I'm not going to be modeling that I, myself, but I can unbox it. And I'm dreading it. I'll be honest with you. I, there's no way to be swab. There's no way to be smooth. You have to do, you no have to do an unboxing video. Look at you. I'll do it tomorrow. Like, I'm not a veteran of the unboxing. I, I might, oh, I, I'm wondering if I should outsource it to these influencers who do this kind of work. But I do think you should see it in action. I, I, I'll, I'll open the box and I'll hey, put on the I, hoodie. And, and can I'll I do give that you some tomorrow, tips? Friday. Can I give what? you some tips? Oh, yeah. What? What? <laughs> All right. A, is they're, they're hard. I, you know, I, for those that don't follow the Shotgun Start Instagram, I did an unboxing recently. I got a great bucket hat from the Swamp Ass Invitational and a UPS head cover. Two great items sent to me. But anyways, I uh, here are some tips to unboxing that I, uh, I learned in my first unboxing video. A, you got to be really careful about the address. You don't want the world seeing you either your address, the person that sh- well the person that's shipping you the stuff that's or true. your address. So that's the first my first piece of advice. Maybe put uh, some tape or something over the address. Second, yeah, it's impossible to open a box while you're holding your camera trying to record with one hand. It, does, it yeah. doesn't work. So I learned that everybody unboxes, which defeats the purpose of unboxing the unboxing should be the surprise and delight you've already opened it so you can't unbox you're a fake unboxer just like all the influencers it's gonna be fake it's gonna be fake yeah i wore my hoodie today the tags are off yeah yeah so i don't know what to tell you but well, I, I don't even have any of this purpose your whole unboxing doesn't fit my unboxing criteria I think it's a fake unboxing. It's extremely disingenuous, and I'm opposed to doing it now. I'm done with it. No more unboxing tips for you. You've already violated the terms of service. All right. ZeroRestriction.com, SGS, or I'm sorry, USA 30 for 30% off. But if you want to save less, you could use SGS 25. If you want to pay more. I don't know. You could use that one. But I would suggest USA 30 this go-round. Again, Vess outerwear, rain gear. They are uh, part of the oh, Summit Golf my point, family. Big support. My point what? that I didn't get to tie together that I forgot I was making when I started on the hot and humid. Zero restriction. If it's hot, humid, and rainy, they got stuff for that. They got rain raincoats that are perfect. Best rain gear as evidenced by, you know, President's Cup team, Solheim Cup team, listing them as the outerwear partner. If, if, if it's cold, if it's nippy, they got vests. If it's downright cold, they've got great pullovers and, and wind-stopping material. That's the key. You know, as a northern golfer, what gets you is the wind. It's not the cold. Like, you could play on a sunny day if it's cal- with no wind at 27. What gets you is the wind. So the best way to stay yep. warm is to get shit that stops the wind. And they've got a lot of stuff that get, stops the wind. All right. That's it. Yeah. USA right. 30. There's- ZeroRestriction.com. Go there, whether whether it's sweaty boy season and you're worried about pop-up rain showers or all right, all right, it's cold all right. season. All right. So there's, they're the outerwear provider of the Solheim right, Cup. And done. that is our event of the, the week. So let's do it. Inverness Club. This is, uh, I, you know, look, 
The match has got to play. You got to play matches. That's got to deliver. But in terms of all the outside things you can control, this is about as ideal as it gets. Venue. They've got a great... Obviously, it's a 12-on-12 match play event. There's scarcity. You only get it every other year. Now it's been a couple years. You have a great club. You have a Saturday, Sunday, Monday finish. It stands out on Monday, absolutely. I think it stands out on Saturday, Sunday, opposite the Tour Championship. But uh, I just feel like the, the, the rosters are... I don't know. Obviously, you're missing something without having... Um, Asia involved, given all the Koreans, Thai women that are great. But like the rosters are loaded with names we've certainly come to know well over the last summer, this past year. Everything is set up for this to be extremely special and fun. I am the anticipation is extremely high for me. I've been seeing, you know, the build out looks great. The first, I think it's the first and tenth tees are shared. Is that accurate? Uh, kind of mm-hmm. a similar. Yeah, uh, they play it, parallel. So the to grandstand each other. around it. Yep, grandstand around that tee box looks fantastic. I'm just really, really excited, and it's justly uh, deserving the uh, event of the week honors. Yeah, I'm excited too. I got three things. You want three things? Yeah, let me do. Let me do the nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. Oh, so okay. nuts we and do bolts. foursomes, four ball, foursomes, four ball for Saturday, Sunday, and then twelve singles. It's on at seven thirty. A.M. Coffee Golf, baby. Golf Channel, 7.30 a.m. on uh, Saturday. And then it bounces to NBC. Then it bounces back to Golf Channel with for like around a 6 o'clock finish. 7 a.m. Sunday for day two on, uh, on Golf Channel. Bounces back and forth again. And then the 12 singles matches is all Golf Channel on Monday at noon. So that's your format. That's your TV schedule, generally speaking. Uh, it's all set up to be perfect. What's your three things? Three things. Inverness, number one. Uh, so obviously, iconic championship golf course. Hosted everything under the sun, basically. Every kind of USGA event. And they've also hosted the PGA Championship. So major championship venue. Uh, recently, I guess, you know, you'd probably say it renovated uh, by Andrew Green. Restored and renovated. Some new stuff. Uh, okay. the, the new holes are... Uh, are uh, three, four, five. Uh, those holes are uh, replacing some old Fazio holes that got redone in the late seventies. Uh, the golf course is your, you know, it's a Parkland golf course. It's exact. It's a very difficult golf course. It's narrow. It's thick, rough. I, I think you know the presentation of it is going to be very similar to Oakmont uh, because uh, one of the reasons. Their superintendent is Oakmont's old superintendent, John Zimmers. Uh, so he does a wonderful job at building uh, out your your traditional championship setting. So you're going to have thick rough. There's going to be a penalty for missing fairways out there. You've got Donald Ross greens that were wonderfully uh, restored to their edges. So you've got you know unique semi-squared off, but you just unique varied shapes um, with really the most interesting contours on the greens at Inverness are on the outsides. So when you see pins and corners, that often leads to like a little ramp sometimes that can bring balls back. Uh, and the bunkers are devastating if you get up near the the lips the lips of them they're very deep um and and well done the golf course is uh is a good really good golf course one of the best uh golf courses in the midwest in america um and uh should be you know really fun a few holes 
you know, just I really like is the 10th. I did a little video feature on it. Uh, it's a short par four that plays parallel to one and it's got the small screen on the on the course. That's a hole to watch. The 18th, which they're playing as the ninth, uh, so that matches get to it, is obviously an iconic hole in uh, major championship history with the chip in there uh, at the PGA in, what was it, 87. Um, that is a cool short par four. Uh, Andrew Green came on the Fried Egg podcast, talked about how the women played it really a lot of different ways at the drive on last year. And he's excited to see both how they set it up. Do they move it up? I think that forward T is about 260. Um, do they move it up there and some women can hit it on the green potentially? It's a, it's a hard shot to hold the green because the, they got front bunkers. Um, but that is a, a hole definitely to watch. Um, along with that, the back-to-back par fours, six and seven, are as stout of par fours and as good of par fours as you will find in America. Uh, probably the best part of the property uh, is six and seven with two long par fours there that play back, back-to-back and uh, kind of parallel to each other. So those are some holes to watch. Inverness is uh, obviously a lot of people have written stuff and, uh, you know, we've done some videos on, on the fried egg on it. So it's a, a venue to watch and you're going to hear a lot about it on the telecast this week. Number two. Yeah. What, what Have you done any investigative reporting? Do we know where? I mean, it's late August now, first week of September. One presumes like it's not like the most hospital hospitable conditions to have. Oh, no. No, the weather turned. West Ohio or has it been good? Okay. All right. The weather has turned right. in the Midwest. It's uh, it's it. I think it should be good, good weather. If it's okay. anything like, uh, okay. sh- you know, Chicago was really bad last week, really hot and humid and a little wet. Um, typically they kind of get the the same weather as us. Uh, it, and so I think this week it it turned broke early in the week. So by the nice thing by Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it should be pretty good. Okay, fantastic. All right. I heard they're having like 150,000 fans, I think, over the course of the week. So Toledo obviously has become, or Northwest Ohio has become like a, I don't know, a hotspot for the LPGA. So I, I think, and you're going to have like no Europeans there because like, it's like just travel. And I think you'll probably see a similar dynamic at the Ryder Cup. Travels hard from Europe. So unless they're like expats already in the area, it's going to be like, I don't know, I guess 40 grand a day going at all, all US side lopsided so okay Good. yeah you, you know like What's the sh- thing too with toledo is like it's a it's a city that hasn't caught a lot of breaks in the last you know 50 years and um i think like having big event big golf events there is a real boom for the city it is inverness like in terms of the what it means to the community inverness is like one of its you know attractions in terms of in the greater United States. It is like a, one of the things that the town, that golf course is one of the things that's nationally known in the town. So it's a really big deal for them to host golf tournaments. And, and like we talk about with some of these smaller cities, smaller markets, we saw Cedar Rapids uh, or not Cedar Des Moines a few years ago drew insane numbers for the Solheim cup. Like this is the biggest thing that's come to the town in a while. And obviously they had the LPGA event last year, but it was in the middle of COVID, no fans. This is a huge deal. And uh, it's great to hear the, the, the crowds are going to show out and it should be in a, a raucous, a raucous atmosphere. Yep. Don't, um, don't downplay Toledo's football program though. They get some players. That's, that's, that's a fun. What are, are they the zi- no, the Akron's the zips. What are the, what's yeah. the Toledo's Toledo's the Rockets. 
The Rockets. The Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What's your second thing to watch? Second thing. Obviously, if you go by the numbers, the the European team is the heavy underdog just based off of world rankings. But sometimes that can be misleading. Who's in form? One person that highlights this is Matilda Castro. We've talked about her a lot on this podcast as she yep. has become one of the best, you know, probably the best rookie in the game of uh, women's golf right now. Uh, she's been playing phenomenal golf. Now, like, this is a perfect example. Number 47 in the world. But that's because that's an average over a long period of time. It, over the last, you know, I think, let's see, eight events or so, she has a win. She missed a cut at the PGA, but then she rattled off a second place uh, finish of 15th, a first, a 19th, an 18th, and a 20th. That's not the the... 47th best player in the world. That's the record of a right now top 20 player. Also, like Madeline Sagstrom uh, has been playing cr- tremendous golf for Team Europe. And obviously, we saw um, Pedersen win recently, uh, or Nordquist win on the, uh, at the uh, women's, yeah, women's uh, Open. So that is, uh, I think the European team is coming in with some really good records. Like I thought you know, Charlie, Charlie Hull played really well. She missed the cut at the women's open, but before that she had been playing really well. Georgia Hall obviously contended at the women's open. Um, so you've got like a lot of women that are playing really, really good golf uh, on the European team. And it's easy to look at, at a, uh, you know, an average ranking. And this is the, you know, right up the data boys alley, you know, it, you know, they, they should tranche them, but that's why they play the game. Yeah. And I think like where that comes out is like in singles. Right. And we saw that a little bit with the Curtis cup too. Like the first two days is, it, it, you know, that's just generally where you see it with all these match play events, the singles is where it can kind of really flip that depth. But I, I don't know, like it's, they're all they're all LPGA tour players at this point, right? Like they and it's eighteen hole matches or less. So I just I don't know that like as we've seen Lucas Beauregard do, anybody can beat anybody on any given day as, as you're a tour pro talent. Um, so I, I and they've been playing well, like you said. I think a lot of these names are people we've seen at the top of uh, European or leaderboards at least uh, over the summer. So. Yeah, I think that's like the thing is like the win probabilities for like a, the 50th player in the world versus the first player in the world might be like 60, right. 40 versus if you did went to college basketball, one versus right. 50 is like 90, 10, you know, uh, right. so that the margins are so much smaller. And, and having said that, number three, you know, the U.S. holds the advantage 10 to six overall in the event. Um, it's obviously a pretty young event still. But yes. Europe's won three of the last five. So, you know, recently Europe's Europe's held the advantage. So that's something to watch. Only and- once on the U.S. soil, I believe. But it was I think it was the biggest margin ever when they won in the U.S. So they won by like eight or nine points or something. So one other thing, the one other thing I noticed about the event in general, it's just the Solheim Cup is just is the Midwest major. You know, almost all of the venues have been Midwest or like very Midwest adjacent uh, in its well, history. Well, the Ryder Cup's now on this run too. It's similar with the Ryder Cup, doing Medina, Hazeltine, and Whistling Straits three in a row. Like yeah. similar. What, what's with the Solheim? You have Des Moines so Solheim, and Toledo. Solheim, the first one ever was in Florida. All right, now the next ones: West Virginia. I think somebody 
could make a case that's Midwest. Like I think there's probably somebody okay. that would say it's Midwest. Okay. Uh, the next yeah, one. I don't. That. I don't really want to claim West Virginia as Midwest. Nope. nope. Oh. <laughs> I'm not trying to drive oh, by on. West Virginia, but like you know, it's right next to Ohio, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Where is, I don't even know what West Virginia would be considered. Um, Muirfield Village, Ohio. So Columbus, Ohio. Interlochen in Minnesota. Uh, Crooked Stick in Indiana. Rich Harvest Farms in Illinois. Then they played Colorado Golf Club in Colorado. Um, So then it's uh, Des Moines, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. uh, And uh, here, Ohio. So... Uh, really, outside of the first one, outside of the first one in Florida, it hasn't it hasn't gone west of Colorado or east of West Virginia. It's pretty incredible. That's good. No coastal elites for this Solheim Cup. I kind of like it. That's that's good. All right, fantastic. It's a Midwest. Is that it? <laughs> Three things. Okay. By the way, on the U.S. side, they're doing pods based on this like behavioral analysis a lot of this is getting a lot of pub the behavioral study you had to you had to i don't know answer some questions and you either came back as a you know a nut job a docile person i don't know what so the pods are the two quarter sisters megan kane and Allie ewing are one and they're all coming through talking how big how big is the catnip gonna be for the court the quarter sisters are gonna be paired together it's gonna be catnip central Especially if they play well. If they play well, it's just going to be like it. it you know, like think about the buzz that Molly would, or, you know, Molly would, whatever you yeah, know, Molinari, yeah. Fleetwood. If they play well, it, it's going to be borderline. Like I, I love, I, you know, they're they seem great, but it's the 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 coverage from the the television and from you know cat the aggregators is just going to be insufferable if they play well <laughs> it will be the lead story on everything for sure for sure so uh okay so that's the first pod megan kane and ali ewing are the other two in that pod the other next pod austin Ernst, daniel kane jennifer cup show and lizette salas i think i believe cup show is the only rookie I, or no, Yalimi No is a rookie as well. So uh, maybe Mina Harrigay. So disregard that. But Cup Show, Salas, is that what we're looking at? I'm, I'm interested to see who they play together. Do you you um, know, I think the behavioral analysis better have factored in Salas's pace of play. Slip. You know, like, does this person, is this person extremely patient? And then and, the last part. And here's the, here's the game within the game. If you're the, if you're the captain, you got to be thinking, hey, I know these players on the uh, the European team really hate slow players. You deploy Salas against them. <coughs> That's fair. Right? That's fair. Right? Yeah. You gotta yeah. put her out. You gotta just you deploy. rattle their yep. cage. Rattle their cages. <laughs> like, oh, you're in for <laughs> we're in for five and a half today. That's good. Or That's good. or here's the other question. Do you put Salas at the back of your lineup so that none of your players have to play behind her? Ah, interesting. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, you, you, but that is sort of your, you have control. They don't let the captains do much of the pins or like course setup like they have in the way in the Ryder Cup. I was reading at least that, you know, they don't do tees or pins. Like it's all, I guess the LPGA overseas all, like kind of set up neutrally. Um, so maybe that is a variable. You could control the Salas factor. 
where you where you you, you free up your own team or clog up the other team and, and let your team know that it's it's coming it's an so, interesting, interesting captain's decision yeah yeah that's a good one and then the last pod Michelle Wee is the uh, you know assistant captain assigned to it. Lexi Thompson, Brittany Altamare, Yalimi No, and Mina Harrigay. So I don't know. Hey, uh, Lexi's like the veteran of all of them, I believe, and so maybe she's going with No, the rookie. No. Based off of your knowledge of of the pods, the behavioral pods, which pod do you think <laughs> you'd fall in if you were if you were? I have which, no idea what these which, behavioral. Well, which pod would you want to be the captain of? Um, I think the Cordas, Kane, and Ewing. I, I mean, think that's they the just seem like the too. best players, the most like consolidated <laughs> talent and, in that one. And yeah. I think you you get no flack whatsoever for trotting out quarter quarter every match. Right, like nobody's gonna right. say why. Why there's no Tiger Phil situation here. Yeah. If you put yeah. the quarters yeah. together every match, yeah. nobody's you're gonna you say well who knows their games better than sisters. Yep. Like there's no yep. backseat so, quarterbacking for that for that captain backseat captaining. Is there, there is go. that a is that a sailor term? What's like somebody that thinks they're the captain but isn't the captain? Oh, good question. <laughs> First good mate question. syndrome. Should we, I think we should. should call, I think. The... Uh, well, I think that that that's where the they shouldn't be assistant captains. There should be the, the captain, the first mate. What's after first mate? Is it second mate? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not familiar with nautical terms. I, I think that's sail. how they. They should. It should be captain, and then they shouldn't be assistant First captains. Mate, second they mate. They should be. Yeah. Should be, yes. A deckhand or whatever shit like that. Like what's Bubba Watson as the team helper? Is he? Is he like? Uh, he might be a deckhand. I remember they get real sensitive about these titles when they're basically all the same thing. The tour got mad at me for not properly calling. It's like. The press cup has some. They're very picky about the nomenclature. It's like captain's assistant as opposed to like vice captain caps? or assistant captain, something like that. They they do try to delineate the different. You know, it's not assistant captain. It's it's captain's assistant or vice. I can't remember what the president cup one is, but they're touchy about that. Um, all right, anything else? I I will throw in. Hey, we don't need to make it all about him. This is about the women, but it's good to see Bubba there. Yeah. It's so cool to see Bubba. They're talking about he was talking with Danielle Kane about certainly chip shots and stuff. I just I don't know that we see a lot of PGA Tour guys. The end of the season, I guess his season probably ended. I want to say Liberty National. I don't think he was there last week. And he's out there. He's there all week. I know he loves being you know doing the assistant captain stuff and, and walking around. But I don't know. Bubba's just become so impressive of a human. And I never saw th- thought that would happen. I don't think we'd see a lot of other PGA Tour guys out there. And it's cool to see him just like, hey, how can I help? What can I do? Well, it, you know, that I think is one of the neat things. Like with the NBA, so many NBA players support the WNBA. And you see it. Um, and I'd love to see more of the PGA Tour support the women's game because this isn't a us or them. It's a all it's everybody all ships rise proposition, right? The more popular the the women's game is, it's more likely that the men's game is going to be popular and vice versa. Like it, it's great to right. draw attention, and it's awesome to see Bubba out there. Obviously, there might be some sponsorship uh, things that drove him out there, um, but. You know, it's great to see him sticking around. Wait, what are those? Well, Is there a restriction? No, I'm kidding. Oh, 
the Solheim. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Uh, allegedly, right. allegedly, he recently inked a uh, lifetime deal with Ping. Okay. So okay. I, I, you okay. know, that could have some. He could have some financial, uh, but I, I doubt that the financial stipulations included sticking around all week like that. Yeah. They you know, have, like, yeah, like yeah. it probably was like, Hey, come play in this. Cause they do the celebrity uh, yes. thing on Wednesday Match or Tuesday Friday this time or Friday, right? whatever. Isn't he doing it Friday? I don't know what <laughs> because day it it's is. It's a Saturday to Monday. Yeah. There is some celebrity kind of match. He's in. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So that's it. That's your event of the week. The Solheim cup. When are we recording? When do we want to? Are we going to record Monday night after this ends? Are we going to do I a Sunday so. Tour Championship? You know, we're going to give short shrift to the ultimate maybe. prize? Or should we maybe do, we do should that. Maybe we do two. Maybe, maybe we'll we do, do Sunday, live. Monday. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, Just keep an eye out. There'll probably be maybe a late Monday podcast after this is over. Maybe um, we do right, Monday continue. and no, no Wednesday. Nobody's I think Sunday would be good. KFT, to, there's 16 cards. And, and set KFT, and, and set the table for yeah. for Monday. All right. Maybe we'll do Sunday. Okay. Um, KFT's ongoing at Victoria National. There's 16 cards. Tour Championship's ongoing. We don't need to talk about it. The Italian Open's ongoing. News. Phil Mickelson and Fred Couples are named Ryder Cup assistant captains. I don't know. Vice captains. Whatever the nomenclature is. Uh, this is news in that it officially ends Phil Mickelson's run from 1995 to 2018 in Paris, played in every single Ryder Cup, an incredible achievement, incredible accomplishment. I don't think we'll see that again, although Sergio, you know, he's had a few down years in there. His longevity in Westie's longevity is similar, even though they didn't play in every single one. But uh, he's, he's, off the, he's off the table as a captain's pick, which, you know, as recently as early this week, I'll... Uh, I, it sounded like he was still pushing. To, he thought he was going to get on. So, anyways, he's not. He's off the table. That frees up room for people like Berger and Reed and Webb and Scheffler to sort of tough, grab tough, one of those last few spots. Tough couple weeks for Phil with the driver news that he's acting. He's acting like a four-year-old with this driver news. Like what? Is, I didn't look at the video. I looked like a lot of rambling, like three minutes well, of nonsense. He's just. I I heard there's a website. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I heard it on the NFL Ringer show uh, pod that there's a website where you can just go on and find like random correlations, like you know, uh, yeah, okay. like t just- shirt sales and uh, and you know, uh, <laughs> wins in 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 Great Britain. You could yeah. find a correlation between the two of them. Like it's a place. Anything. If you ever want to find the most random correlations you could possibly put together to make a point, so you know he's he's uh, he's doing that. But I would have loved if he had he'd focused some of this energy that he's put publicly towards you know going at the USGA towards his candidacy for a captain's pick. That would have been humorous. Right, that's true. Yeah, that's a good, good if angle. Gonna, if you're going to act like a child with one, why don't you? Or it, you know, the, the it really shows like the way he views like people that he he doesn't. Tr- you know, this is a my my thing with Phil is that I don't think he's necessarily treats people all equally. Steve Stricker, he respects, and he wouldn't do this to Steve Stricker. Stricker, but the way he's deciding to treat the human beings that work at the USGA. Um, 
is is quite reprehensible, and it, it's just a continued. Oh, look at you! Like I, I just like how you treat everybody is what matters, not how you how you treat your friends or your somebody that tells you you should meet this so and so. And he's treating people that work hard at the USGA and who are trying to make you know decisions based on the future of the game like complete shit. And uh, it's it's pretty just disrespectful and. You know, genuinely, like I've heard a lot of tales of him treating people that are just trying to get jobs done, that are not millionaires, that are just people trying to get stuff done, whether they work for the PGA Tour, whether they work for golf courses that are hosting PGA Tour events. I've heard this behavior is quite Ernie. Quite Ernie and you just destroying Phil here. Anti Phil well, segment. This is this is I, the mark. Of, yeah. The mark yeah. of this is the mark of people is how you treat people that that can't help you more so than the people that can help you. And you see yeah. how, he, how he, he wanted a spot on the Ryder Cup team and how diplomatic he handled that because Steve Stricker is a peer, uh, a fellow millionaire, a fellow, you know, great golfer, um, and, you know, versus how he's treating people that are working hard that do not make millions of dollars a year. He did. Uh, you're making the USGA into this sympathetic figure, but I, just, I, I know what I, you're getting at. I just his think language this is a on Twitter example. was ridiculous. He's just like they're idiots, they're clowns, they don't know what they're doing. They have their head up there. You know, he like just gets yeah. extreme. On it's not. That's yeah. not a professional or like a nice human way to treat somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like it's I, it's I, like I the person that berates. Either berates customer service people about policies when it's like you know that they aren't the ones setting the policy like they're just answering what do you make the of phone. them as a vice captain does it matter they have like 18 vice captains now it's ridiculous well, this is Couples insane and phil there's like, not so many captains if you have six vice captains do you have any <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> again this is why they need titles besides vice captain yeah we need pawn bishop galley chef or whatever yeah 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 there you go pawn (laughs) (laughs) fills it up fills a pawn you got to work your way up uh does it i guess sunday we can react to to rider cup who's who's your final rider cup guys do you have them do i think burger's got to be it i think this is a different episode all right all right it's gonna be done it's gonna be done all right, continue on. You with know who I'm, I'm going? You know. Billy Boy. I want Billy Motormouth on there. <laughs> Streelman. He had a great year. Streelman. Sunday give me Streelman. Streels. Give me Streels. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Cam Tringale. Um, <laughs> R- right. Ricky. Get Ricky in there. I'm joking with okay, all so, these. Okay, so the Rory Cantlay quotes on Bryson got a lot of a lot of attention. Everybody tweeted the transcripts. They're great. They stand on their own. We don't need to add anything to them. But what got overshadowed was Patrick Cantlay just absolutely ethering the format at the Tour Championship in which he leads. Now this is adding to you know JT, Rob, Rory's was certainly skeptical to the point of like is this like really how you you know is this something that's gonna become a legendary event if you got a staggered start at the when it first started a couple of years ago you've got a lot of high profile players not coming out in favor here's patrick Cantley, who is in fact starting in the lead at 10 under i think frankly it's not a good format 
I think it's obvious why they went to the format because the previous format was confusing. I think this is less confusing, but I don't think it's a good format. I dislike the fact that we no longer have a tour champion. So I dislike the fact that no one knows when they look at the leaderboard who shot the lowest round this week. I think the fact that Xander didn't get a tournament win. This is the thing. The, the history. Two or three shots is absolutely criminal. Not just because he's my friend, but I think if that happened to anybody, that would be criminal. And there has to be a better solution. I am not a mastermind on golf formats, and there are a lot of moving parts, so I'm not saying that I have the answer. There are a lot of smart people, and I guarantee you there must be an option for a better format out there than the current one we are playing in. I thought that just got overshadowed. For the guy who's actually leading you know, hey. the Bryson talk, it, it's you know, dominated that, and that slipped under the radar. You know what I, what I, what I would like to say to Patrick Cantley? Oh, God. What? Well, welcome. Welcome to the resistance. Just welcome. You're here. I'm at, you know, that, it encapsulates everything that's so awful about this tournament. The fact that they give out a p- official win to the guy that wins the net tournament. What? This is just hypocrisy. If you're hosting a tournament, and this is the other thing. The other thing that they've done, that we talked about this last week, they've, it, well, we didn't. I didn't talk about this last week, and I didn't get to do my annual rant, um, but I, I make it more than once a year, that they've just shit all over the Western Open. They hand out the Western Open trophy to the BMW champion championship winner. Like It's just disrespectful, and they're doing the same thing to the Tour Championship, which is like an iconic tournament they're just is it re- iconic it's a, is too not strong icon- it's not Come not in, it's not in the class of historic. the western Open, but it's a historic tournament it was a tournament that meant something and they've turned it into a freaking net championship i don't know how many times i'm gonna have to yell at this but it has to end all this <laughs> shit has to end they aren't the same and it's just sad because people are gonna look back on history and say oh Dustin Johnson won the 2020 uh, Tour Championship. He didn't. Xander won it. Yeah. Yeah. He won the FedEx Cup. He didn't win the Tour Championship. That's true. That's true. I think you just got to live with having two trophies. Think about that. This is all because they didn't like the the way pictures looked with two guys with trophies. Like, that's legitimately why they did this. That's just absolutely idiotic. They didn't like that there were two leaderboards. Like, well, like, look at NASCAR. NASCAR has this the point season-long points race, but then this goes back to the farce of the playoffs that we talked about on Monday, that this is, or Wednesday, whatever day it is. I lose track of the days up here. But, what you know, the farce of the word playoff, it's not a playoff. It's a regular season finale. And, you know, this is what it is. Like, they want to crown a champion. But the reality is, like, if NASCAR, at the end of the season, there's a guy that wins the race, and there's also a points winner. Sometimes the same guy wins both of them and that's great but it's okay if one guy wins the tournament and another guy wins the season-long points list right but right. it's all but that, again monahan has created in the pga tour not necessarily just jay but the pga tour has created this problem for themselves so guess what we get to sit here and bag on it all the time because it's just stupid it's actually embarrassing right. to cover a sport that that's got their head so far up their oh, ass. Oh come with on! This. Embarrassed, embarrassed to cover it. All right, the playoffs. That's why I took vacation during the playoffs. I know you did. 
I know. I appreciate that. Um, all right, let's go. Let's uh, while we're on the subject of history and icons, let's do a little flashback. Friday, it is Friday. This is brought to you by Precision Pro. Are you going to flash back to when there was no net championship? Are we going to flash back? Oh we're yeah, Western Open. We're flashing uh, back. So this is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. They are the official rangefinder of the shotgun start. You can get them at precisionprogolf.com. You can use Shotgun 20 to get $20 off an NX9 slope rangefinder. They're also out with their new R1 rangefinder, which you've heard us talk about at length. We've had several people contact us for, I don't know, always looking for the promo code. It seems like weekly. We need to post those somewhere. I'm sick of replying to DMs with it. Um, But it seems like both people are satisfied, happy, choosing both options. Uh, R1 is like the latest and greatest technology. It factors in weather. It, it has the find my R1. When you has lose the it, magnet. It's connected to your phone. They all have magnets, Andy. That's, that's not the latest and greatest technology. Believe it or not, magnets have been with us for a while, if not hundreds of years, maybe centuries. Um, but yes, th- that they are the rangefinder company of the Shotgun Start. Incredible customer service, which, you know, you got Eric. There's somebody else besides Eric that helps... Somebody out that I, I, I guess I'm, I'm put leaving in the dark. One uh, person, one listener who bought it, like, hey, hey, you got to give, I don't know, Joe Schmo pub too. He was great. It wasn't all Eric. So, anyways, but it's unanimous or universal good customer service at precisionprogolf.com. They are the rangefinder of the shotgun start and they have supported Flashback Friday all summer, all year. What do we have today? What is our flashback? What are we flashing back to? Well, it's team match play season. You know, we got the Solheim okay. Cup this week. And um, sure. I recently stumbled across a, a really amazing story. And it centers around the 1928 Walker Cup, which was at Chicago Golf. Um, you know, Bobby Jones in his heyday. Um, and, you know, I think like what spurned this, I was I was talking with a uh, with a pro uh, or GM of uh, Old Elm, who's uh, Kevin Marion. He's really into golf history, and um, we were just chatting about just history and stuff, and, and he told me this story, and he actually wrote something about it uh, during COVID, and uh, it's just, it's an incredible story. Um, so you know how everybody goes gaga when uh, people set course records, like, oh, this pro set shot 62 here and set the course record sure. here. So I'm going to talk about maybe the greatest... 10-day stretch of golf in, in history. And Bobby Jones okay. did this. So it, on his way to the Walker <laughs> Cup, Jones uh, played a bunch of bunch of golf on his way up. You know, he was traveling up to Chicago from uh, Atlanta. So um, his first stop along the way, he played 10, 10 uh, days, 10 rounds. Um, so here, his first stops at Biltmore Forest in Asheville. He played four okay. rounds. He shot 69, 71, 69, 68. So really stellar golf. Right. Now, this Pretty is 1928. Good. Think about what yes. they're playing golf with. And, and these are all yeah. go- historic courses that are pretty much the same yardage today as they were then. Right. So he goes 68, or 69, 71, 69, 68. So his first round of golf in Chicago was at Old Elm, uh, and both teams were there for an informal four-ball match. Jones, in that match, shot a 68, which was a new course record for Old Elm. 
Wow. Um, the right. European captain, Dr. William Tweddle, was seen hitting practice balls off the first tee after the round. He did not play well as he was paired with Jones and was frustrated with his play. Asked what went wrong out there, his, this was his reply. When Jones is on the course, let alone when I play with him, I feel I have no right to be out there going through the motions of playing golf. It affects me that way. I mean it. Since I watched him win the British Open at St. Andrews, I have had a major inferiority complex. I feel that I have no good reason why I should even play golf. Bobby Jones is a supreme artist. The rest of us and the best of us are no more than children stumbling along. This sounds like uh, who is the Japanese golfer? So he, could, he would might as well not even show Shuga. up. Brooksy in the field. Shuga. I mean, think about like, this guy. Is one of the best players in the world. I imagine in a in a way, this is what Tiger did. What and nobody yeah. verbalized it in this way. And people were so much more blunt and honest in the twenties. Right. This guy right. just laid it out there. He told exactly what was wrong with him. This is before spice. This is essentially what you'd hear somebody talking with their sports psychologist about. Right, right, right. I mean, <laughs> it affects. Sure. I'm just going through the motions of playing golf. So it's like I have no business being out there. So yeah. Jones's next round was at Chicago Golf for a practice round. He shot 68, a new course record. On the next day, they played Chicago again. Jones shot a new course record, 67. He then went to Flossmoor to play some golf, and it was his first time seeing the course. He shot 68, a new course record. He retor- returned to Flossmoor the next day, and he was three over after seven. He then made seven straight threes, which included five birdies, an eagle, and a par. Then on 18, he hit the green in two. Great par five. He left his shot 30 uh, uh, on the lip. He showed signs of disgust. He tapped in for birdie. He said, I wish that had gone in. I've never shot below 30 in nine holes. He shot 67, breaking his course record Another. from the previous day. After oh. being... Four over through or three over through seven. Shoots sixty-seven. So he then played Chicago golf once more before the matches and shot seventy. Bummer of a round. So in his ten rounds, on very good course records at the or, or courses at the same yardage as they are today, you know, playing with whatever kind of ball, hickory shafted clubs, uh, Jones was thirty-five below fours, had a stroke average of sixty-eight and a half. And shot five course records. Oh, shit. So if you're doing math at home, 69, 71, 69, 68, 68, 68, 67, 68, 67, 70. Guess what his record at that Walker Cup was? What did he do? Four matches. Four Four and oh. Yeah. And the U.S. won 11 to one, most lopsided uh, win ever. The... uh, thrashing the one loss guess it was chick evans who was at the time one of the best players in the world at home right at home on his home course he might have just walked off into the night who knows you know in disgust 
Chick the had a, a plan at home. Kind of a you know a, a tough uh, go of it at Chicago golf. Yeah, yeah. Some glory, some moments of ignominy, I suppose. And but, to tie this you know, all together, if you're up eleven to one. Go ahead. Watts Gunn was on this uh, Walker Cup team. Ah, uh, yeah. Flashback subject a couple weeks ago at Oakmont. Fantastic. A couple other names. That's a good. Chick, Watts Gunn, Jess Sweetser, George Von Elm, Francis Weinbat, Roland McKenzie, and Bobby Jones was the playing captain. Twiddell, who had the inferiority complex. John Beck, Charles Heslett, William Hope, Archibald McCallum, Noel Martin, Philip Perkins, Phil Perkins. How about that name? Eustace Story and Tony Torrance. Some alliteration on that team. Where was the European All right. team? I have people at my front door I'm supposed to let in. You got any big plans this weekend? You going to grill some woozy hot dogs? Anything I'm like going that? Home. You know, my I'm time, done. I'm sad. Hey. I, can't, I, I don't want to leave. I'm searching. I can't find anywhere that's reasonable to rent in northern Michigan. I'm trying to find a way to stay, to stay here. I don't want to go home. Searching for Woozy, I was reading I was reading the New Yorker last night this profile on the creator of Succession, whoever the showrunner. He's from Woozy's hometown, Oswestry. I was like, that's rings a bell. I was like, that's that's God of in Shropshire. So the the guy who created Succession and Woozy, both great contributors to the culture in this current moment. Woozy with his social media videos, the other with an HBO hit show. We should ask him about hot dogs. Oswestry in Wales or Western Do you think he England, likes hot dogs so. and wine? The who? The succession guy? The creator yeah. of succession? We'll have to ask him if that what's his approach there. All right. I gotta go. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the Solheim Cup. Enjoy the football. We'll be back with you. I don't know. Maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. We'll, maybe we'll, both. We'll decide once it, maybe both. All right. Talk to you.